0: What is going on, guys? It's your boy, it's your motherfucking host. It's Alex Denunzio. Welcome to the Party Global Motherfucking Podcast. I can't wait because today I have a special guest on. He's a good friend of mine. Ten years from now, I'm gonna look back on this interview and be like, holy fuck, I was kicking it with one of the best in the industry. His name is DJ Taishi.
1: Thank you. Wow, that was a beautiful intro, right? There. <laughs> Yo, it's the <laughs>
0: best I could do. I mean, uh, this kid, I respect the shit out of his work work ethic. He's insane in the studio. He's a straight-up killer in the fucking studio. He's big into production as well as DJing, so maybe why don't you um, give the people a little summary about yourself and what you, act,
1: what you do. All right. All right. So, actually, I started making music first and foremost when I was, like, 11 years old, and... Uh, I basically started from one of my friends just showing me what, like, a a DAW was, which is, like, FL Studio, Ableton, and all that. And then I started picking up DJing as time went on. I think I was, like, 13, maybe, when I just, like, bought a little DJ board, and I was, like, going around doing little gigs. And, uh, yeah, here we are, like, nine years later. I, uh, I don't know what else, to be honest. I'm doing a lot more, like... Lot lot less of what I started with, which was like EDM, and I've gone into more like pop, hip hop type stuff. You're really trying to I get see. into like production work though, right? Yeah, I mean it's, that's that's where I'm at right now. Like I started working with like rappers more often, and you know with Anne coming over and all that. Like mm-hmm. I started getting into like more song songs where I used, where I used to like just like kind of do remixes and stuff like that. Like you were just playing. why why don't you shout that remix out shout that remix out and uh
0: let the people know where they can find you at on social media if they want to listen to your
1: shit Uh, um i don't want to promote that old at all i'm surprised that song's your best song though honestly i know i dude i know pisses me off too because like i that don't took me like i don't even know maybe an hour or two to make and I've spent more, much more time, on, like more meaningful shit. But yet, to to this day, that that's still on SoundCloud it gets like random likes from like random ass people. That's
0: insane. So you probably put it, the least amount of work into your greatest fucking song,
1: and then there's I, other songs that you put hours, and I've seen weeks, man, and shit. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I've, I honestly, that's, that happens a lot. I've noticed. Whereas, like something that was very spontaneous, and you didn't really. Put all that much overthinking into ends up being one of your more well-known songs. But
0: also, that song was like a perfect, um, catchy song because of the the movie Wolf on Wall Street and where they're mentioning Jordan Belfort. Like everybody wanted it to be like Jordan Belfort when Wolf of Wall Street came out.
1: You know, yeah, that's, that's literally you, bro. You're a little fucking <laughs> right. Jordan Belfort over here. Yeah, without the drugs and money, you know, just <laughs>
0: right. Yeah, yeah.
1: <clears throat> I hope not.
0: So, can you um describe to the people like what's the difference between DJing and, and producing? Like being a producer, because I know personally before I met you, like I, I mixed the two up. I didn't really know what the fuck was going on with either of them. So, for those mm-hmm. of us that don't really understand them, understand DJing and uh,
1: producing, what's the difference? It's a great question. Um, yeah, a lot of people get that shit confused, and it's kind of annoying. But uh, production, obviously, is just like you're you're kind of creating a song, maybe like a beat making or whatever. You're more in the process of making a song, whereas DJing, you're just mixing songs that are already made. You're Mm -hmm. like just kind of making it flow, like for you know, like in the middle of the night, like you're you're DJing, rocking a party. Right, it's all about just making a bunch of songs flow together, whether or not you were the one that made those songs. And for the people that don't know you, like I've
0: seen you get the club fucking bouncing, dude. Like the <laughs> girls' asses are always shaking when you come up. The guys always have the booze flowing. Like you know exactly what to play and how to play it, when to play it. You know, like you're, you're a master on that fucking, what do they call it, a board or like a, a turntable? D- well, D- probably just yeah, DJ controller, yeah.
1: Dead. Yeah, you're a fucking beast on a DJ. Thank you. <clears throat> Thank you, sir. Yeah, that's actually you know DJing really is in its own, it's its own art form, which is like completely different from producing. Like a lot of people, who like someone's songs or the way they produce, expect their their live performances to to be of the same caliber, and it's really mm-hmm. just like you can't always expect that because like they don't they're not spending as much time practicing DJing in the art form of that as they are making a song come together. You know what I mean? Like when Kaga was first blowing up people were asking him to, to to like perform for them and he he hadn't even like picked up djing at all when he was like first blown up so it's like not djing is really not all that necessary unless you're right. trying to do some sort of live performance in which you definitely have to learn that or some sort of you know playing the guitar or singing whatever
0: exactly i'm glad you actually brought up brought up kaigo because isn't it true like some of the greatest dj's are also some of the greatest producers such as kaigo <laughs> Martin Garrix, Tiesto—is that like something you want to follow in line? Um,
1: dude, I don't even know. I, I'm still, I'm still just getting my feet wet with shit. You know what I mean? Like I'm Where just try, you? You've trying. You've been in shit the out.
0: fucking I, I, game for like ten years, bro. You've been on the fucking track since you were
1: fucking five. I I know, bro. And that, but like, it's I really just think about long term. Like, is that? if I were to get, be focusing more of like the EDM route where I'm DJing and I'm just producing songs that other people are singing on, like, is that what I see myself doing in the long run? Like when I'm like 30 or 40, like to me, it's more realistic to be doing something more meaningful. Like, uh, like putting my own lyrics into stuff, which is why I like started getting vocal lessons and all that. Because like in the long run, like, I don't know, I could just see myself Doing that forever, like just making songs from, yeah. from a bedroom, like same as this, but just further down the line. Less, less like EDM, because like EDM to me is like, it can get to be to like an immature level. Like it's fun and all, but like some of these DJs, like Tiesto and shit, like 40 years old, still... still at Vegas pool parties fist popping, and shit yeah that's what I'm saying like I don't know if I can see myself being that type of 40 year old guy (laughs) so it's just like still (laughs) trying to get the shit popping like I don't know I mean I'm still I would still obviously do live performances but just stuff that is more meaningful like I want to learn more than Mm -hmm. because to me DJing is sort of easy in a sense like there's, there's only so much you can do with it there's only a certain level you can get before people stop noticing how good you're getting at DJing. You know what I'm right.
0: saying? And most of them all play the same, well, they all play the same hot songs, whatever's hot.
1: That's what they're playing. They just add their own mix to it. Um, so, I mean, sort of, I wouldn't get, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't shit on all of DJs. Like, it, like I said, there's definitely an art form to it, but yeah, like, I don't know. There's, it's, there's always so much you can do with that. Mm-hmm. What, uh, you're working on any new projects right now?
0: Production wise? Oh, I'm always working on new shit. Man. I know that, I know, that. I know that, but the people don't know that. Trust me, guys, this dude is the hardest worker I've ever fucking seen. He is addicted to his studio. He probably has invested tens of thousands of dollars at his in-home studio. Um, so, every dollar he makes, 100%, goes to his craft. And I respect Thank the you. shit out of
1: that. Thank you. <laughs> what, are you drinking, dude? <laughs> you got? Yeah, you drinking I'm, beer yeah, or something? I'm getting whacked over here. Um... Yeah, thank you, thank you. Um, right now, I'm uh, kind of just working on stuff with Ant with this whole quarantine going on. There's really not I can't really work with anybody. My parents don't really want people coming in and out of here with the virus going around. But um, yeah, me and Ant are actually finishing up a lot of old projects that we've been wanting to finish up, like stuff from from last summer. we mm-hmm. there's a lot of like summer music we're putting out this this summer. Volume three is on its way. Volume three is just just about finished up now. Actually, last night we did some final touches on a lot of stuff, which is pretty exciting. And um, I got a couple projects I've been doing with just myself, I'm singing on a lot more stuff recently.
0: Yeah, exactly. I know you've like gotten into singing. I asked Ant when you guys were going to release this. So
1: I got to ask you the same question: When can we expect something to be released? Uh, from from both me and Ant. Most likely within a month or two because the vo- the the whole duo that's not a duo thing is supposed to be more kind of like summer songs in a sense like right. we've kind of built a sound with the duo that's not a duo it's like it's like you nothing you'd really expect from us separately, but like when it's together it's mm-hmm. has its own vibe to it so yeah within the within a month or so should have some of that what's out what's up, dude? yeah I want to get you know, both of that. you on here
0: uh now that I had you know. A and T, I have you. I want to do like a gay little threesome, uh, where the three of us can collab on here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, uh, would I catch you off guard, bro? You know that side so Of course, of course. I'm I. I was surprised that I haven't heard any of that yet.
0: Dude, because we're talking yeah, about a, talk. normal subjects. I'm just conversing with you about your DJ shit. I mean, let's dive All into right. your. Let's dive right into your party experiences, bro. I know you're in the club. I I know you're DJing in the club. What the fuck is happening from your end?
1: But let's, yeah, fuck it. We're diving right into the club scene, okay? (laughs) All right. Well, all right. To to clarify, I have not done a club yet. I haven't done actual clubs. I'm not, first of all, I'm not old enough. Well, you're doing the hottest bars in Westchester. Well, that is true. With the best college around. Absolutely. I've learned a whole lot from, from just doing that. Itself. Let me ask you something.
0: What is the song? What is the go-to song? You know, if you're playing this shit, there are girls popping ass. What is that song? Uh, shit, man. That's a good
1: question. Surprisingly, I mean, it's not that surprising. It's fire, but anything Bruno Mars really, is almost 100% guaranteed that People who weren't dancing will get up and start dancing. Like, I, I have, like, a lot of, like, emergency songs. Like, I will only use if nothing is working. So right, like right, right. A lot of Br- – Bruno Mars will work, basically. Like, I've done crowds for children, for old old heads, college kids. Like, it, it, Bruno Mars is just – he's really making timeless – I'm a little
0: shocked about that. Um or things like ASAP Ferg and Meek Mill more for the dudes to, like, start jumping around. Yeah, and yeah you yeah, you, yeah.
1: you think that, like, that's, like, what you could play and anybody, it would work on anybody. But, like, you know I mean? Like, I'm working with all different types of crowds. Like, yeah. especially in the bars, like, around 10 o'clock, there's a lot more old people still eating and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I got to be able to work with any any type of you know, setting. Actually, what's your favorite crowd? You like the
0: college scene, you know, young people just pouring booze on each other, getting wild and wasted?
1: Uh, I do like the college crowds, but actually, I've noticed, like, I've done like a lot of, like, Sweet 16s, and I've noticed that those are the most, like, open-minded yes. and, uh-huh. like, ready-to-have-fun crowd. College kids can get very... uh annoying yeah very very annoying because they get drunk very fast <laughs> <laughs> they walk in and they're already like fucking plastered within two seconds so i'm having to deal with those types of people but it's not that you know what i mean it's not that annoying do you have like a crazy funny fucking story you can share uh during a time you were djing uh yes actually when before i continue i just want to Anybody who's watching, I'm looking at my TV screen because my laptop screen is completely. Nobody gives a fuck, dude. You're I'm ju- cool. I'm ju- bo- I see myself in the corner like, this is weird, yo. I'm like, I don't even look. All right, anyway. Um, One time I was doing an Eagles event. It was it was at a bar. It was for an Eagles event. And uh, this is the first game they had after they won the Super Bowl. And people were hype. I don't know if anybody remembers that game, but they lost that game, and they were doing bad the whole time. So people were, like, not only hammered, like, ready for, oh, my God, let's go. Let's do it again. And, like, people were already pissed because they were losing. And uh, so I was supposed to play, the like, the horn sound every time they scored. or <laughs> We probably never scored. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. We were not scoring at all. So, like, I hadn't done it the entire time. And finally, they like, scored. And I was like, oh, shit, I gotta pull up the, the thing really fast. Like, I had to do it really quickly because I completely forgot about it. Some dude starts screaming at me, and I couldn't understand what he was screaming at me. <laughs> and I was like, what are you saying? And he was distracting me from doing the thing. And the whole time, he was telling me to play the horn sound. Like, it was just like a 30 second, like, argument with just nothing like i couldn't really? hear He said he couldn't hear what i was saying but we're just like he's screaming actually like what like what do you want like i know i'm looking for it bro like on and i was so pissed after that i was like dude i am never going there again i don't i didn't want to i didn't want to call out the, the bar but fuck it it was the X, xfinity bar and uh, really you
0: were at xfinity yeah.
1: live yeah yeah that's what's up dude that that was probably fucking rowdy mm-hmm like I said, too rowdy. Like and people weren't even they didn't even care about the music either. Like I was literally just playing during the commercials. But
0: Dude, do you remember um a couple years ago, I think it was two years ago, you know my obsession with like Cancun and partying for spring break, right? Do you remember two years ago when I almost got us a gig out there for spring break? I fraud it. Like, I made it like a business email account, and mm. I hit up the dude who owns fucking Student City. like He's the guy who runs Student City or some shit, and mm. I almost fucking had us go out to Cancun. <laughs> like, that was
1: so – you were – I, I was going guys, hard. I see you being able to do it being a music manager, bro. I don't know. I still don't know why you don't do that shit.
0: I mean, like, 100%, you, bro.
1: I love –
0: you know, I love the entertainment industry. That's why I made this podcast, just to talk with people. That you know have dope ass stories to tell that are involved in the industry.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anybody watching this looking for a manager, Dino's might be your guy. I don't know. So, for real. Yeah, dude. I just love.
0: I I don't know, dude. I just love the entertainment business. I understand myself. I know I don't have the skill to. Uh, dance to sing to be an actor any of that shit right who knows maybe i do right but uh yeah no i'm definitely more into the business side of things you know i love the marketing and branding um even a little bit of sales and shit like that and i that's just what i fucking love dude i already know i don't have the skill to fucking be the face of you know music or whatever but i do Mm. feel like i have a face to be behind a, a big business
1: <clears throat> so what do you what do you see yourself really like doing like what you want to i know i'm not podcasting you but like explain no, to me what, no, what this, you hit me what with this whole question. explain to me what route you're taking here what why is this podcast so important to be doing right yeah, now i can sum it up for you real good so mm-hmm. pretty much
0: i have this entertainment company it's legally an entertainment company it's called party global it's the name of the podcast and everything right mm-hmm. and Pretty much I procrastinated on it because I never had the perfect idea, never had the perfect setup, uh, pretty much just excuses, right? So I'm sitting over here during this quarantine, and I'm like, fuck it. I really need to do something. I already know what I want to do with my life. Like, I know I want to be involved in the entertainment business, and I don't see anybody doing exactly what I want to do. So I really want to make my own thing. Especially me, I consider myself a fucking leader, a go getter, all that fucking shit. So I'm like, I'm just doing my own thing. I'm tired of, like, you know, working for other people and uh, finding the right opportunity, all that bullshit. So I was, yeah, sitting in quarantine, I'm like, fuck it, I need a way to make free content. I'm like, let's just launch a podcast where I talk to people in the entertainment business. So here we are now. I launched a fucking podcast. I'm going to talk to people in the entertainment business. I don't care if you're a promoter, a DJ, you know, stripper, bottle service girl. Like, I don't really don't care. I'm really, actually thinking about expanding it to like a college frat series where I invite um, some frat dudes on here to tell us about their crazy party experiences. Because I really want to hone in on the party experience, like crazy nightlife experiences all over the fucking globe. So that's a short-term goal: blowing up the podcast, blowing up the YouTube. That's a short-term goal. What I'm hoping to do is build a, a nice following, uh, create a, a brand, and eventually, a year, two, three, five, ten years from now, I can actually throw the hottest parties in the fucking world. That mm-hmm. is the angle. So the angle is throw the hottest parties, be one of the largest entertainment companies in the fucking world, and that's mm-hmm. huge to say on my fucking second podcast episode. The short term goal is create the most entertaining videos on YouTube and um, audio
1: through podcasts. I dig, man. I definitely dig. Yeah. Um when you say when you say put together parties, are you saying like festivals, like club shows, or like backyard parties? I don't right, right. understand. Any
0: anything that I think is gonna be fun as fuck. Now I have an idea in my mind, pretty much all my parties will be themed. Mm-hmm. I have different themed ideas that I want to do for these parties. And like I said, I'm not launching this shit until I have like a decent fucking following. But I don't see anybody in the entertainment business really killing it with different themed parties. They've never like really built the brand every there's fucking hundreds of entertainment companies out there for those of you who don't know there's fucking hundreds probably thousands there's fucking thousands right mm-hmm. and what they do is i was going to do this what they do is they spend thousands and thousands of dollars in marketing for one fucking event hopefully that one event takes off they make a little money so they can do event number 2 but here's the thing they have no story they have no background to them they have no culture they have no nothing right and what, what am I doing here by doing this content, by making content? I'm building the culture. I'm building the brand. People get to know me. You know? Mm-hmm. The only company that I really see that's just a fucking monster is Barstools. The, yeah. whole, the reason I see Barstools as a fucking monster is because people know Dave Poitney. Yeah, I think that's what you say his last name. People know who Dave is, right? Because right. he does his own content. Exactly what I'm doing. I'm doing my own content and eventually I'll get, you know, bigger where I have, you know, a team with me. But he also has uh, the Call Her Daddy podcast with those two chicks, um, Alex and Sophia, I think, Mm -hmm. right? So they create more content and that's really the only company that that I can see killing it in the entertainment business. And originally how they got started was by just selling sports newspapers and writing sports blogs like they were only into sports now they're doing all this other shit. They have like uh, travel vloggers on their team. Uh I just mentioned like there's two chicks that do the podcast. They have Dave's pizza review. Everybody knows uh one bite or what was it? what's his fucking slogan or saying? Well, one. I no I actually don't watch any of their shit to
1: be honest. Anyway, do they like, have do they do shows? Or yeah, do- they
0: do shows, dude. He has literally like Eight people who are his vloggers, like I guess they're like freelancers, like they do their own shit. One of his guys' name who I like watching is the wanton Don. He's funny as fuck. He reminds me a little bit of uh myself. He like went to China and did a bunch of crazy shit out there, shot like a bunch of crazy footage out there. Uh I don't know. They just have random fuck faces, bro, that create dope content for them. That's you know. Right. <clears throat> But getting back to my point, like even Barstools mm-hmm. doesn't throw crazy parties. And the other company that I see that actually does throw some parties is Banger Buddies on Instagram. Yeah.
1: They I think a- I'm Schma- – remember Schmack? I'm, I'm Schmack, Schmack, the college. Yeah. yeah, right, 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 right. But they didn't even really that. throw parties. And here's the thing. It here's what I'm getting. Here's
0: what I'm getting at, bro. Here's my fucking point. You have I'm schmack. you have Banger Buddies, you have the college uh, Instagram account called Parties, you have College Babes, right? All these, like, top Instagram accounts. And what I see on there is they just repost all the same shit. It's the same fucking shit, bro. It's a good-looking yeah. girl, half-naked. It's something sexual. It's something college-related or, like, some fucking retard, like, smashing eggs on his head and drinking 10 beers. At- well, like, something fucking dumb, Right? Right. It's all the same shit. Like with my company, I don't want to post that shit. Will I post it? Yeah, I will. I, I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. No, listen, I'm not going to lie to you. I will post it because I do think some of it's funny. I do think some of it's entertaining, but I'm not going to make that my whole fucking Instagram account. I think it's absurd, you know? Right. I want to post some of this shit. Like, I want to post actual shit of me talking to motherfuckers in the entertainment business,
1: you know? Yeah. So just the, the goal what's the the goal here is to like spread I don't know could like what makes a good party experience. Is that
0: yeah your, yeah your main your main focus basically? Yeah, just
1: yeah, just to make it
0: short, what I ended up doing was I, I took some time to travel a little bit by myself, like solo traveling. And the one thing that always stayed consistent no matter the, the city I went to or the country I went to I always wanted to check out the hottest club that they had, okay? I Mm -hmm. always wanted to check out the hottest club. And what I learned is every city, every country, every club, every bar, wherever you go will do something different. A lot of them do things similar for obvious reasons, but uh, sometimes they do something different. Like certain clubs will have – a a certain entrance where you got to walk in and i was like fuck yeah that's pretty that's a pretty cool idea Or like certain clubs you'll go in like the way the tables are positioned like i'm looking at everything analytically the way the tables are positioned where the dj booth is okay is everybody yeah right is everybody wearing these types of shirts um or like you know like one club out in cancun like when you walk in like everybody gets handed balloons it's just something different
1: yeah, yeah. Like another club bitch.
0: in Cancun I went to is um they give you a shot when you walk in. So everybody gets a shot. Like oh, you have dope. to Yeah, you have to get a shot. Like little things like that. And like when I was out in Thailand, like they would have street parties. Like the craziest street parties of people fucking like throwing beers beer bottles on each other. So and like when I was in Vegas everything is so sophisticated you know you got these like big baller dudes and these fucking good looking model chicks and it's all mm. about your status you know it's all about how much money can you fucking flaunt at the table it's yeah, all fucking, right it's not fun bro vegas is fucking overrated dude it's overrated like if you don't yeah. have the money to get a table and buy the model chicks which by the way they get to sit at your table fucking for free because the promoters bring them in to make the
1: club look good Damn. Um, Yeah, that's what I remember all you guys saying when you came back from uh, Vegas was uh, kind of overrated. It's overrated
0: if you don't have the money to spend. Here's why Vegas is overrated. For guys, not for girls. For girls, it's probably the time of your life. For guys, this Mm. is why Vegas is overrated. This is what they don't tell you about fucking Vegas is these promoters – bring the same good-looking chicks to the clubs every night because the promoters have to bring X amount of girls to the club every single night, okay? Mm -hmm. Or else they don't get paid. So what they do is they'll make friends with 10 really good-looking girls. Right. They bring these 10 girls every fucking night to the club. Now what they do is they post pictures with these girls on their social media accounts. So it looks like they're fucking cool, right? right now other girls will hit them up and be like yo let me come to the clubs and now they're making income now they're getting uh well fuck it i'm looking I for know, a while. i know commission. i know they're getting a commission, yeah, 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 commission yeah, yeah. yeah now they're getting a commission from the girls that are hitting them up the guys are seeing their instagram posts and be like shit yo this is like the coolest club promoter in the fucking world he's got all these girls around him right. so now he's getting commission from all the dudes <laughs> here's the problem so now these dudes roll up to the fucking club you're sure. not getting access to these chicks these chicks are at a fucking table that are a hundred fucking feet away from the fucking uh dance floor they're in a fucking corner they're not even fucking drinking partying or dancing because they've been at the same club 10 days straight It's bullshit right. they're not even having fucking fun like I actually feel bad for the chicks for all the Instagram yeah. models that go to Vegas and L.A. and Miami like every f- fucking week and go out every fucking night. Like I actually feel bad for them. They don't even have fun at these clubs anymore because they're with the same uh, douchebag guys. And don't get me wrong, some of them are cool as shit. A lot of the dudes are fucking cool as shit, but some of the promoters are really stuck up dickheads, and they're just in it for the fucking yeah. money. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel bad for the chicks that are with those fucking dudes because it's like they're getting a cut too. Like a lot of times the promoters might be giving them a cut. And even if they're not giving them a cut, it also looks good on their social media account. You got to look at it from their perspective too. They get in the club for free. They get a table for free. They get bottles for free. Yeah, it's a whole aesthetic. Right. So now they get to market on Instagram that they're at the club every fucking night. That they have all this money to party and drink and they're with all these Uh cool people. They get to take picture with pictures with like famous rappers and artists because they're in the vip booth right All Right. Uh-huh. it's just it's just one big scam that's why vegas is this fucking scam because it's like you're never gonna have access to these chicks unless you are one of those dudes right exactly
1: so what what was your what was your favorite place to go to though for like partying like that um uh, if you're 18 to 24 25 26
0: around that age mm. 1000 percent check out Cancun for spring break. Only during spring break. That's a little mm-hmm. caveat. Only for spring break. Right. Um, Thailand was sick because anything you want, you can find and buy. If you want drugs, which I don't do drugs, but you can fucking find drugs. If you right. want fucking hookers and prostitutes, you can fucking buy them for $35, $50. Bucks. I'm going to tell you all right now, it's not hard to get it fucking laid out in Asia. Especially being a white, male-American, or really? even if you're what like european dude all you gotta do is show the fuck up right yeah so you don't even have to worry about that but the reason why i liked thailand is because of the ratchetness a street party in thailand was funner than a vip club in vegas like a vip bottle service club yeah. in vegas because in vegas i have to look the part i have to look sophisticated yeah. And I get to just sit there in the corner looking like a fucking dickhead with a dick in my fucking ass. I'm at the table. <laughs> I'm sipping I'm sipping my fucking uh Bacardi or my gray goose and I'm just looking around, you know. Ooh, 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 looking like a fucking faggot. I don't like that shit. In Thailand, bro, I'm fucking taking my goddamn shirt and pants off in the middle of a fucking street in the red light district, fucking humping everything that fucking moves. All
1: right. <laughs> That's the difference, bro.
0: Like uh, Here's the best way I can explain my party vision. Um, if I can take the coolest people from the Vegas nightclubs, the Miami nightclubs, the LA nightclubs, the New York City nightclubs, all that shit. If I can take the coolest people from them and then turn them into the most ratchet party animals. That's it. <laughs> that's it. I'm telling you. So you, and you, think I, and ratchet,
1: he, you think ratchetness is a key factor in... And, but, I'm not I, but I'm not saying ratchet. I like, know, no, I know, I know exactly. Not, like, what you I'm mean. not inviting so, people that like, don't more... like, shower for five days. I'm not inviting motherfuckers. No, you, you really mean just like people who aren't Let there me. just for the, the look Let of me. it. You know what I mean? Just to play the, the, that that role. Will... Bro, one hundred. You, you're spot on. I'm
0: tired of people going to the club to look the part, mm-hmm. and I'm tired of clubs catering to those people to look the part. I mean, that's how they make all their fucking money because those motherfuckers
1: are paying for the tables. It's a that's a huge thing nowadays, especially with social media, bro. Like, that's all people care about. Like, I it feels care. it feels like a lot of people around here go out just before that, just for like the picture of the fucking night, like you know, Snapchat picture, whatever. Like,
0: that's with it's... everything, bro. That's with everything.
1: Yeah, you know, people just do shit just for the fucking picture, just for the video, and mm-hmm. but if you're in the business, you're making money off of that like type of content. Like, if you have that content on your social media, like that's. That's why you. the promoters have to do it. That's why the
0: promoters invite yeah. these good-looking girls, and that's and vice versa. That's why the good-looking girls go with the promoter because they can get free content for themselves too. Exactly. It's
1: and all, and it's all be a pretty big co- popularity not, contest.
0: What? I I don't want to knock on the the tables and you know the the top clubs in Vegas and shit, but yeah. You the the positive is you can make a lot of connections if you have the money. You can right. definitely make a lot of connections. Like if you have the money to buy a table every night, you're going to have quality chicks, not just by looks, but you're going to have girls that know uh, this dude who runs that business. You're going to know uh, this girl who is a, is a model. And then all of a sudden the table next to you, this dude fucking owns such and such, right? Or like mm-hmm. – who the fuck knows? Like, the people who are at the tables usually have some sort of pull, some sort of leverage, some sort of status. Oh, but yeah. the point I'm saying is they're not the funnest places to be. The funnest place is not being stuck at the VIP table. That is not the funnest place. Why do you think pool parties are hotter in Vegas than the nighttime parties? Like, why do you think they're funner? Everybody oh, yeah. has a pool party. Yeah. Everybody loves fucking showing up in a, a bikini and their their board shorts and some swimmers or, and whatever, you know? Yeah. Everybody loves a fucking pool party. Who, who doesn't like drinking booze at 11 in the morning?
1: Yeah. At a fucking pool party with a, a dope DJ. Sounds like America's just lacking, man. Seriously. 100%. So we're, we're, we're a different breed, man. Like, I feel like we're growing into this. I don't just all we care about is what people think rather than what we're actually doing with ourselves. And I've heard a lot of people say that that's why a lot of artists will start touring in like European countries. Like yeah. they're much more open minded to different type of music. Let's yes,
0: let's let's bring that up. I'm glad you hit that because yeah, Europe, Europe and Asia, bro. Oh
1: is yeah, cr-
0: their nightlife is unreal.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely unreal. Asia right now is popping with EDM.
0: Like it's insane, it's blowing up because Europe was the OG. Like Europe oh, yeah. really, I mean, you can speak on this more than me, but like
1: Europe really was killing it in in the EDM. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Because that's where that's where like Avicii's from. Gareth is from one of them one of them countries. I don't even know. Kygo. Like so many huge producers come out of one of the European countries and surprising that they like make their way to america it feels like they should just stay (laughs) stay over there like it's not even that awesome like crowds are crowds over here are just way less accepting i'm like unless they're expecting you and waiting for you to start touring over here it's like you're better off just staying over there i don't know people are much less open-minded to new artists really
0: and nobody believes me when I say the party scene in Europe and Asia is ten times better than the US. Ten times. Think I'm about sure this, bro. That. The clubs in Europe and Asia, some of them don't let out till seven in the morning.
1: That's crazy. They don't let out till seven in the morning. Why do you why do you think it is that, that do you think those two things correlate? The fact that people tour first in Europe and the fact that you think it's much better of a time party wise that's actually a why, do great think, why do you think what, what do you think that, that it is about that like I, I don't know is it like are we just that stuck up over
0: here I don't I'm really trying to think of an, a phenomenal answer to give you um
1: this yeah, is I mean I I've, I've thought about this a lot like because I, I always wonder like I feel like if I was just doing if I was just living in Europe right now I'd be able to do so many more shows. like I'd be more open to the fact to do shows like but over here, like I can't, I can't see myself going to Philly and trying to to promote my sound at, at clubs because that is not what people are expecting over here. And if if they don't, people don't get what they're expecting over here. Like, it's just it, 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 it could be a nightmare.
0: Well, you know, awesome. I told you this before. Yeah. I told you in pizza boxes before. I said you guys should seriously think about you know heading over to Europe and seeing what you can do over there for thirty, sixty, ninety days, especially you and oh, your yeah. music.
1: Oh yeah. I've Absolutely. thought about it plenty of times, bro. It just comes yeah. down to like spending money and money. Exactly. not really having any any sort of representation, mm-hmm. agency wise, or whatever. But I would, dude. If I if I were to start a small tour, I would much rather do it in some European country. And you rather, would probably have more success over there opening here. up.
0: You would have more success
1: over there opening up for motherfuckers. Yeah, than, yeah, that too. Yeah, then opening yeah. up around here. I feel like around here nobody cares about. Openers, and I don't have any experience going to a concert in Europe, but I assume they're much more open-minded to whoever the opener is. Like, they give more respect to that person, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Dude, I don't know
0: what it is. I think it has something to do with their culture. It, It has to do something with their culture, but it's just like... Something in the tea. Yeah, dude, it's like... It just looks fucking insane, dude. Yeah. Like Europe and Asia really is insane. They start their parties late. They end them even later. And I think some some might have to do with the drinking aspect and the drug aspect. And the reason I say that is like in Europe, people just start drinking glasses of wine at like 15, you know? Yeah. And that's 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 no big deal. Yeah. So, I they, know know. How to, they know how to handle their alcohol better. I don't know, man. One hundred percent, no, they do, bro. They'll out drink you any day of the week. Mm-hmm. Like when I was traveling and I had to drink with, uh, you know, people from Europe, I was mm-hmm. fucked, bro. I was fucked. The Germans couldn't couldn't keep up. The bro, Germans will <laughs> f- fuck you up. <laughs> I think the the I think I was hanging out with like some dude from Austria or some shit. Mm-hmm. They'll fuck you up too, dude. You're fucked, <laughs> like, and like That's these little, point. yeah, and like these like little Asian chicks. Like when I'm over at eight, over in Asia, these little fucking Asian chicks, like hundred pounds, bro. They're doing shots of fucking tequila out there. Where did you go? Uh, where did you go in Asia? I just went to Bangkok and uh, Phuket up in, in uh, Thailand, but as soon as this fucking Corona shit's done. I'm heading right back over because I really want to check out uh Bali Indonesia they have some cool spots around there Tokyo has a a dope nightlife scene I heard but a shocking place that I heard has amazing nightlife scene and maybe one of the best in the world is South Korea really no, yes yeah, no bullshit I've never been I don't know anybody who's been <laughs> But just through some research I've done online, through some forums I've been on, dude, I heard South Korea, like parties. I mean,
1: parties. I can't. I can't really picture I that. But yes, I
0: can't picture it. You're either. gonna.
1: You're gonna have to go test the waters. I'm soon. gonna have
0: to go test the waters out over there. <laughs> <laughs> For sure, man. I can't wait to go back there, man. The only reason I haven't um, traveled over to Europe is just because of money. You know, yeah. just like yeah, right, yeah, it's just more expensive to travel over to Europe.
1: Anyway, by traveling all that much, yeah, but you know, yeah. it's for the cause, man. It's for really the great. cause, man. I'm it. definitely
0: gonna be traveling more with this podcast. I'm thinking about. I just need to release this shit first, and you know, get mm-hmm. my feet off the ground because I'm been coming up with some crazy ass ideas that i'm going to be pursuing in the future once i have some content rolling so you better be back on your uh, instagram grind dude 100 yo my social media is about to go crazy because i'm going to be breaking these clips down into you know mm-hmm. 10 different clips
1: you know i think that's actually before we end this i feel like it'd be cool to talk about promoting on instagram i feel like a lot of people could Learn something from that. This that would be a cool little clip. Yeah, to, yeah. You know. Thanks.
0: So, Especially what you? Why don't you real quick? Why don't you? Yeah,
1: because I feel like we both have a lot of a decent amount of knowledge on that. You've been
0: in the music industry for a while, even though you're young as fuck, and you can definitely hone down in on that uh, niche and let people know like what what your opinion on is on some of the things that are going on in the industry and how to market themselves and how to brand themselves. Cause I know you're working on that shit now, like trying to get your shit out there, trying to promote it. So, if you have Mm -hmm. any advice for like up and coming artists, DJs, producers, on like how you think they should market themselves,
1: definitely. All right. Well, I mean, there's a lot of things I know that I don't do, which is ass, but like I'm just like I kind kind of just comes down to being lazy a little bit. Like I'm not a big picture guy. When I go out and do things, like I really don't have many pictures of that event or whatever so keeping up with the consistency of content i'm just not there with right now i'm not i just don't do shit but uh I st- it doesn't stop me from using instagram to promote so the what i do do is i for every song that i release i make some sort of like visual content for it And this is some secret sauce right here for for producers or artists or whatever. Oh, but shit, here we go. I, I have I do some sort of visual content. Usually I'll do like a lyric video and I can, I usually just make my own lyric videos in FL studio and, um, shout out Z game visualizer. That shit's fire. But, uh, so yeah, I'll have that. And then I'll chop up five 15 second clips of the, the, the song. Like it'll be like the full lyric video. I'll, I'll chop it up five different times. Based on whatever I think are the most impactful parts of the song, so then I go on the F- Facebook Business Manager and I run story ads, and basically that's just like when somebody's scrolling through a story, they'll see an ad pop up real quick, and they'll have to like listen to whatever it is that's popping up, and that's literally it. I'll have that five different. T- the reason I do it five different times because so like they're they're competing against each other, and I can see which section of the song hit people the most and it got the most clicks. And then whatever, whichever one that is, after a couple of days of running the five ads, I'll just shut the rest off and just do the one. So basically, to sum it up, there's an ad, 15 seconds, lyric video, at the bottom it'll say swipe up for Spotify or swipe up for Apple Music based on if they liked Spotify or Apple Music on their Facebook. And then I'll also- Oh, shit. And then the placements I'm forgetting key 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 parses right now but for the placements um I make sure it's on depending on the song it's on uh an artist page that or I'm sorry that they that they liked on Facebook an artist that is sounds similar to me mm-hmm. so like the last song I did was not over Use of the pain and that sort of sounded like a mixture of like mac miller post malone type shit so basically i just said like whoever has liked mac miller post malone billy eilish whatever on facebook show sure. it to them on their instagram stories that's basically it That was that's that's my secret sauce
0: that's Bro, I, I do not think people realize the gem and the golden nugget you just fucking dropped in the music industry right now because i think that's sick that's fucking fantastic how you did you're running three to five ads against each other to find out which one is the best which one people are swiping up the most on i think that's yeah. a fucking genius bro like Thank that's you. it's a great idea and especially to swipe up on music mm-hmm. um you probably get a good return on that it's probably yeah. better than than uh you know scrolling through and getting you know a five to ten second yeah, bullshit,
1: exactly. Uh, promo video, you know. Exactly, but I know you. You've been doing it differently. You do it everything for free, right? Like you've never run an ad before, have you? Um, I've never like officially posted, you know, but I've definitely I've gone through
0: the process of creating ads and. uh Yeah, you know, like well, I mean, there's nothing wrong.
1: With, yeah, yeah, nothing wrong with not doing ads. Like I, I was thinking like you could explain, on the free side of things, like without spending any money on ads, how. You should go about hurting yourself on Instagram. Uh, for sure, because that's what I'm currently doing right now with
0: fucking Party Mm -hmm. Global. I think it really comes down to. By the way, (laughs) thanks, man. I'm trying. Uh, I think it really comes down to your goal. So it's gonna be tough because I don't know who I'm talking to right now. I, I think it really comes down to every everybody's gonna do their shit differently depending on your end goal. So I would come up with your own goal, write that shit down. And then we would design a plan on how we could market and brand yourself or your business. But just to sum things up, there's never enough content. Mm -hmm. There's never fucking enough. And depending on your industry will really depend on what platform you hit it on. So I strongly believe entertainment based will kill it on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok right now. Mm -hmm. So those would be my three for entertainment based. Now if you're like into like the B2B world where you're fucking like you're you're selling a product or service to another business, then LinkedIn and Facebook
1: would probably be your best bet, you know. Do you think there's things to be done though for for businesses like that on Instagram? Where do you think it is? Yeah, just-
0: yeah, 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 bro, there's never a wrong answer when it comes to producing content. There's just a better yeah. answer. Yeah, exactly. Okay? You, you always want content. You always want more of it. What you can do is you can work smarter. You can be like, fuck, I have an entertainment business. I'm trying to attract 18 to 25-year-olds. I'm not going on fucking LinkedIn and posting a podcast of me talking about the craziest party that I went to of me taking yeah. my fucking shirt off and pouring beer on my fucking tits. I'm not posting that on fucking LinkedIn. Yeah, I'm posting that shit on
1: Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok because it'll be funny as fuck. Right. What do you What are your thoughts on uh memes? Should Should they be left to the meme accounts, or I think that's a way a way of social media nowadays. I have
0: a weird personality. I hate um, fucking memes. I hate them. I've never laughed at one i've never laughed at one bro not one yeah i'm dead serious bro maybe one maybe i can't i don't understand them bro i think they're so childish immature, and stupid (laughs) like i don't understand them dude and you know me i have a i have humor like i'll laugh at the dumbest fucking thing in the world but Mm -hmm. i won't laugh at words it's very weird like i won't laugh at words but i'll laugh at a video so maybe if you did the meme in a video form
1: yeah. That would appeal yeah. to me. Video, that would, video meme yeah. Content. You get what yeah. I'm saying? Like that would probably mm-hmm. be funny. But so you, I, I was asking, is that appropriate for for entertainment? Yeah, 100. Promoting like, purposes, just yeah, random. Here's a,
0: here's a, I'm gonna bring up a good point. So yeah, will I post some memes? Probably, even though I just said they're not me. Just because they're not me doesn't mean they're not for you. Yeah, I know. That's, most yeah, of, that's a good point. Most of my audience probably likes memes. Yeah, but I don't.
1: I find ones that resonate with you for sure. Right, so
0: I'm gonna post. I'm gonna post some that I half like, and I know other people will fucking
1: like. Yeah, because when I mean when it comes to, especially how you promote, like on Instagram, the the key is like consistency. Like it's really all about just like you gotta post like once or twice a day, which is ridiculous to to me. Like I only have 24 posts. I've been up. Taishi's account has been up for like two years now. Like. I just can't – I can't believe – but that's like the way to do it, like posting once or twice a day. It's certainly about quantity when you're first starting out and then Mm -hmm. you can always
0: get into quality. And this is perfect for this podcast because what I'm doing is – I'm just fucking shoveling motherfuckers on on this podcast. I'm shoveling you motherfuckers on. I'm using Mm -hmm. my fucking shit ass. That makes me feel serious. Yeah, but you're my my fucking guy, dude. I told the people before, you're going to be one of the biggest producers in the fucking world, and I believe that shit. You know I fucking believe that shit. Your problem is you don't produce any content, and nobody knows who the fuck you are. It pisses me off because you're one of the best
1: in the world already, and nobody knows you really are, bro. You're smart. I appreciate shit. that. I appreciate that. But yeah, that's definitely a huge issue with me. Not enough content, man. I spend too much time on the craft. God. Yeah. That's <laughs> what you're, doing. you're caught up in the process. Uh, yeah. Not posting memes though. Oh, but yeah, it's a level of consistency. Like, like I'm just trying to figure out for me, and I'm sure a lot of other people out there are struggling with this, is to figure out a way to be to consistent. Produce?
0: Okay. How to produce content without always finding a way to make new content sort of like yeah. instead of always going out and doing like a photo shoot like every fucking week yeah like that'll get repetitive for sure right, like right 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 you should have like some sort of system right well i mean the best thing to do i'm not even gonna lie right now dude i'm loving the podcast idea because i can take pictures off this podcast like so right now this is one pic this is one form of content you and i talking picture yeah another form of content is the whole video on youtube so that's yeah, right, right another yeah. form of content is the whole audio on uh you know podcast on whatever podcast streaming service i use now another form of content is i get 10 clips out of this so now i just add a piece of content get 10 10 clips out of this put that on instagram and then i put that on facebook so now i'm up to Twenty
1: just by those ten clips. That's twenty right there, bro. So that's actually kind of interesting, like I said, how splitting apart uh one individual bigger bigger piece and splitting it up. I'm not doing it the same way you are, but like, you know, I mean, you're same really thing. just taking yeah. it's it's best to just do big events and then cut those big events up into little pieces for, you know, what I mean well, little little thing, captures to on Instagram be and shit. The way I like to think
0: about business and, and marketing is what would I do when I'm the consumer, right? So when I'm scrolling through you, I'll give you an example when I'm scrolling through YouTube and I see the full Joe Rogan podcast come up. Yeah. I may click it, but if it's an hour, 2, 3 hours long, I ain't I'm not clicking it. I'm not. Yeah. Going straight to his clips. Yeah. Nah. Uh, that is genius. I'm going straight to his clips channel and I'm going to really hone down on exactly
1: what I want to listen to and who I want to listen to. Yeah. I think the small this cutting the small clips thing is like it's gold, dude. Yeah, I mean it's just like pulling people in. Like actually uh Andrew Scholz said this. I don't know if he said it on his podcast or what, but he said that he was when he first started with being a comedian. The way he decided he wanted to try to like promote himself was just through YouTube. So, at first, he said he was posting. No, you're right. Full, I remember
0: watching this. Keep going. Yeah, he
1: said he said he was posting full uh, specials, basically. I mean, it wasn't like actual specials. It was just like full shows, yeah. and they weren't doing any real numbers. So he started chopping up all the shows, and then he noticed that people were somehow watching for longer even though they were shorter mm-hmm. clips like there were like two to five minute clips and like people were going on like hour or two binges of just watching all yeah. clips yeah
0: you're yeah, 100 right what happened weird. is it started out with like the 40 minute show it's 40 his 40 minute special you know yeah the full thing and on then, YouTube too. right and then he chopped them up in two three five minute clips and what yeah. it ended up happening is the person ended up watching the whole fucking show and those clips, yeah, and kept going to older shows,
1: right? It just kept fucking like a going. That's weird phenomenon, right there. Like, I don't know what. The, I guess it just has to do with something about our attention span. I but. think it has,
0: yeah, something to do with psychology. It's like, fuck, do I really want to waste forty minutes on this video? You watch, yeah. it, you're like, fuck it, I'm gonna waste two minutes. So you waste two minutes, and you're like, holy shit, that was funny as fuck. Yeah, I'll waste it's two more. Ca- yeah, I'll waste two more minutes. I'll
1: waste two more minutes, and you keep going. Exactly exactly it's kind of crazy how that works yeah definitely definitely can give you some ideas on how to move forward with whatever you're doing whether it is comedy or something like that mm-hmm. but yeah i, I think to not
0: a lot of content dude that's it that's all i need to do is just you know shut the yeah. fuck up and do my best to produce a lot of it and the quality exactly. will come. that's getting back to one of my points earlier is like when you're first starting out for anybody's starting out whether you're building a personal brand or a business brand put out as much fucking shit as you possibly can mm-hmm. just oh i definitely agree because with that. the the quality will come dude right now my setup yeah. is half decent and like it's actually pretty shitty if you're an actual podcaster you would probably laugh at this setup but anyway it's half fucking decent for just starting out no it's, it's, it's actually dope man you, you it looks pretty good as it is so far and what's, what's gonna end up happening is before you know it i'm gonna have a, a better fucking camera then next thing I'm getting is a, a software system so I can edit better. Yeah, and you then, find,
1: you'll start using things as they're necessary rather yeah, than...
0: And then down the line, I'll have a team
1: just to do it fucking for me. Like, you, you'll see the progression. Oh, yeah. That's actually, you know, to, to relate that to how I kind of started, when I first started Tai Chi, which was like six years into into me making music, I was, my main goal was to make a lot of music not like perfect one songers mm-hmm. like i was just my whole goal just was just mass producing fast yeah, yeah I, I just wanted to be fast with it Yeah. and at first like i was just like mass producing like just city songs like they weren't really ending up being that great but the more and more i did it the, the faster i was able to be and like in the long run that helped me out when i'm in the studio. And like somebody's waiting for me to make a beat or something like I can just cook something up in 10 minutes and they could just be like, oh, I don't like that. Like, all right, well, 10 minutes later, I have another one here. here, What about this? And like, you know, I mean, I can really ride off how the artist is feeling because of all that time I spent working on quantity.
0: I think it looks better, too, from a personal standing point. If you start off shitty and then all of a sudden it's like grade A quality. Because if you, yes, people love the story, even if you're not telling the story, which me, I'm trying to tell the story and show the story. Um, but yeah, like, could you imagine if I started a YouTube page and the first YouTube video is, I mean, legit, I mean, there's an intro, there's an outro. I'm using a $2,000 camera. I'm paying an editor. I mean, it's fucking legit. It's professional as fuck. Where's there to go after that? You, right, I, already exactly. peaked. I already peaked
1: bro yeah it's like it's, there's it's nothing hard. like
0: there's nothing it's more de- mo- it's so
1: almost de- demotivating too to, to remember yeah. how how much work it because it, it's so much more work when you've when you're a beginner and you have that type of quality like i used to do that like i used to work on one song for like a month like each song and like not only was that such a slow process but like next time i'm about to make a song i remember how long that shit took me and i'm just like it sort of feels like a drag like, but rather focusing on being fast with it
0: and not Mm -hmm. worrying
1: about like the perfections, imperfections, whatever it became, it becomes more fun and you become just faster at being top quality. Really? I I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't really know how else to explain it. If I can
0: sum everything up when it comes to marketing or branding, just from the shit I've known, I know and I've witnessed and things that I'm about to do is, uh, and just a little disclaimer. I am no fucking professional guys, but this is these are yeah. my thoughts. yeah,
1: know
0: your know your goal, right? Step one, know your fucking goal. Like what is your outcome with this shit, with your uh, content, right? Start mass producing it on all levels, all social media accounts, mass producing it. Then hone down. You're gonna get some analytical feedback. Start to hone down on what is getting you closer to your goal. Whether that's Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, fucking email. I don't give a fuck, right? Start Mm. to hone down in on that, you know, on whatever's making you get to your goal faster, right? Right. Then start improving the quality. Start simultaneously improving the quality. So whether that's bringing in some freelancers to help you out with creating better content or getting better equipment, whatever it is, start investing now in the
1: quality. I 100% agree with that. Sorry, I'm getting heads are my head's going a little bit in the clouds. I have to pee so bad right now. It's not even funny. whoa! whoa. So uh, oh I don't know if you want to pause this or no. We can let's just do. We're we're about to hit an hour. You got two minutes left
0: in you. We can just fucking wrap okay. this shit up. All right, word, word. my man, dude. Uh, do you have any last words? Um, but make sure that people know where they can fucking find you though on social media and through soundcloud and uh apple music and all that
1: shit right 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 uh every uh, you can find me anything instagram twitter just soundcloud.com slash it's taishi or just type in taishi t-y-s-h-i-i on anything basically uh yeah follow me on instagram or whatever i'll to try to start posting shit i have no guarantees here all right i'm just
0: no you have to post shit. shit i have shit. to clarify something Mm -hmm. One more time, I probably already said it two or three times. I have to clarify this to really stress this fucking point. This guy is a fucking animal that I'm talking to. I'm telling you, he's one of the smartest dudes I fucking know in the (laughs) studio. He's one of the hardest workers in the studio. If this dude was just able to produce content, he'd already be on top of the fucking world. So please please fucking check him out because 10 years from now, I'm going to be feeling honored and blessed. I was oh, able yeah, to have sure. you on this fucking podcast.
1: I so with
0: that, that DJ Taishi, I want to thank you for coming on. And we're definitely going to have you and AT rock on with us again. Definitely. Uh, my Party Global family, it's time to travel far and party hard. Drink up, motherfuckers, and
1: we're Hell out. Oh yes.